Hello and welcome to Explorify Canada podcast. Join us as we sit with other Canadians at the roundtable to discuss and sometimes argue about financial independence in Canada. Welcome everybody to Explorify Canada. You're listening to a podcast by Canadians for Canadians, and that's why we have a very special episode for you today. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm from Kitchener, Ontario. Sitting across from me at the round table is Chrissy. Say hi. Hi, we're excited to be talking to you guys today and reading some of your feedback. Yeah, it's going to be sweet. Unfortunately, the money mechanic isn't here. He's off camping or doing something fun in real life. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about building the community in Canada, giving some shout outs to some fan reviews and emails, some comments on the Chooseify Canada Facebook group about a thread on episode three, the 4% assumption. And lastly, an announcement about a new series on our podcast. You guys want to stick around to the end. It's a big announcement. So I will start off with our Apple podcast reviews. We are a five-star podcast there, which is awesome. Yeah. Yep. We've got one, two, three, four reviews to read out. So I will get started. Uh, Four out of four, baby. (laughs) Yep. So thank you all for whoever has left reviews. We really appreciate every single one. So the first one was left just recently by A Girl and a Garden. And she says, just just found you guys through the Explore FI Canada podcast. So, so enjoying, I guess. The reason why she's laughing, everybody, is because this woman, apparently, oh, sorry, this girl by the garden <laughs> found our podcast through our podcast. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm happy that we got a point across. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I thought it was mean to point that out, Ryan. I didn't want to point it out, but now you've made me giggly. So, so just let, let me read it again properly. Just found sure. you guys through the Explore FI Canada podcast. So enjoying listening. Well, that's very nice from the girl by the garden. I really appreciate mm-hmm. that. We do, despite Ryan's teasing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to read the next one um, because this guy has a great name. I believe it's pronounced Vision de and it says great start i enjoyed the first two episodes and i'm looking forward to more can't wait for a guest from one of the territories yeah that would be really cool actually to get someone from up north you know in the yellow knife or white horse or Callowit. that'd be really awesome absolutely and i have a list of canadian five bloggers on my website and there is no one from the territories yet so please if you know of anyone let us know or if you are a blogger or podcaster step forward and let us know so the next one is by T on, it says F-O-R-E, T on four, but I assume it's probably T on fire. If it, I'm assuming yeah. it's T on fire. It is. Hello. Thank you. Uh, it's Tanya. So Canada needs more FI content. I love the hosts and format of this podcast. Can't wait for more episodes. Thank you. That's a lovely review. I hope it's Tanya. Tanya's awesome. She actually used my affiliate or was it the promo code for public mobile so now i got to knock 12 dollars off my annual expenses she lowered my fire number amazing thank you tanya you are the best (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm gonna read the last one it says awesome podcast by 604 sk ryan chrissy and the mechanics seem to have great radio chemistry as they discuss life and financial optimization financial independence and retiring or transitioning early to something you love to do instead of the daily grind I thoroughly enjoyed listening to this new podcast, and I'm looking forward to hearing more Canadian content and learning from the hosts and guests. Keep up the great work. 
Chrissy, did your twin write that one? <laughs> I think I know who that is. It's not my twin. <laughs> It was it was somebody's mom. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good one. It's someone who's a friend of the podcast. You know her too. Oh, all right. Guess who that is? Okay. So next, we'll move on to comments that came in on our site, and we had our first two comments ever from a special listener from England. Our maybe our only international listener. I'm not really sure how to look up if how many listeners we have from which country. I will figure that out eventually. But for now, we're assuming Sam's our only international listener and she's from England. And Hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. Thank you for listening and for being such a great supporter. So this is her comment for episode one where we introduced ourselves. Sam says, Chrissy, so exciting to hear you. Interesting take on FI fire. I heard David Bach on Afford Anything and agree entirely that the retire bit puts people off. Basically, it's about having enough money so you only have to do your job if you want to. And if you don't want to, you can resign and do something more enjoyable. Not sure how you put that into a four-letter acronym. We agree. (laughs) It's a tough one. There is no sexy replacement for fire. Yeah, you two agree. I like fire. I like the confrontation it pulls up. I do too. (laughs) <laughs> it's interesting. It brings up a lot of good. It's points. just. It's. I feel like it's one of those things where you kind of. If I feel like I'm just sticking it to the man into the system by saying I retired early, you know, and they're just like, oh, that's not part of the system. <laughs> exactly. That's why I do it. So her uh, Sam wrote us a second comment. Our second episode, Tea on Fire. Really enjoyed this interview. Nice to hear from someone who is at the beginning of their fire journey. So many podcasters interview those who have already succeeded. And whilst that may provide advice about how to achieve FI, it always makes me feel rather inadequate, particularly if they are still in their 30s. The good thing about Tanya is that she has come to it in middle age, which gives other late arrivals the belief that it is worth starting even if you are no longer in your 20s. Okay, I actually want to address this head on. So anybody who's 45 or older, in my opinion, it is never ever too late to look at your finances. Maybe if you're collecting CPP and you're just going to the slots every single day, Okay, yeah, fine, whatever, you can forget about it. But if you're 45, you're actually in the pinnacle, generally in your career where you're going to make the most amount of money. And in my opinion, there is no greater form of self respect than to go over your finances and know what you can and can't afford. If you're still carrying consumer debt, student loans, what have you, a mortgage even, which I think a lot of a lot of people in their 40s and 50s still carry mortgages, then this is your time to address it because you're making the most amount of money. It's also when your RSPs are going to be the most valuable to contribute to. If you don't know what a TFSA is, now's the time to do it. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, if you're 45, you can't afford not to go into financial independence and go hard into it and look at everything and pull as many resources as you can possibly take and fire hose into your head. And we're hoping here at Explorify Canada that we can be the central hub for all that information. We're hoping here at the podcast, because there's three of us, is that we can give you a varied perspective on your finances. And perhaps you can pull things that you like from Chrissy, and then you can do something that the money mechanic is doing. And then, oh, but I'm in Ontario, so I need to apply what Ryan's doing. I'm hoping that we can give people the tools that they need to succeed. I agree. And I also think, you know, there's that old proverb, the best time to plant a tree was 30 years ago, and the second best time is today. So just get started wherever you are. And we're here to help, you know, all the principles, like Ryan said, will still work for you. You just have to maybe push a little harder to to get there, but you can. And I think it was on Choose FI, the podcast, another podcast where I heard a story of 
a married couple who were older. I think they were in their 50s. I believe they may have still been in debt at that time, not even starting at zero. And they had three college age kids and three weddings to pay for you know th- they had a lot of expenses that they still had to cover but they still managed to actually save pay off their debt pay for the weddings and the college and still retire and i believe they even did it before 60 i'm not sure how they did it but um it's it was inspiring and there are people out there who start late and are able to uh, make a go at it and do really well so don't give up just keep pushing at it and you'll get there Mm-hmm. And I think an often overlooked viewpoint of starting fire really late in your life, and I mean, 45, come on, that's not late, right? You still have half your life to live, is that you're going to be pushed into frugality either by your own means, under your own rules, and deciding what you want to do for your money. And again, I think that's a very, very true form of self-respect. Or you're going to retire into CPP OAS and you're going to hope and pray that you have enough money to have the money that you want to live on for the rest of your life. And if you're not used to living with 30 grand a year, you're going to by force and it's not going to be fun. So why not do it now? Why not take control now? Exactly. Hopefully our podcast will feature a wide variety of people in a wide variety of situations and ages and geographic locations and that you can take something away from each of each of us and each of them and fit it to your own situation. Mm-hmm. Aren't you in the money mechanic in your 40s? Yeah, I am 40. I'm turning 41 in, at the end of the month. You guys are so old. <laughs> You're the baby. You're a little baby. I'm the millennial. <laughs> you are. Yeah. Just wait. Some We'll get some Gen Zer on here and they'll be talking. I'll be like, oh my God, the next generation is terrible. They're horrible people. <laughs> And let's move on to our next comment. Uh, This was from Ivory. And Ivory says, listening from Edmonton, started my journey in 2015. Hopefully fire will spread across Canada. Hell yeah, well, if this podcast has anything to say about it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, this one is from Mr. Prairie Fire out west. Uh, He's a fellow Canadian blogger about episode four, which was about the Smith Maneuver and Megan from Victoria. He said, great podcast. I've been researching the Smith Maneuver for a while and looking to use it in the next couple of years. Nicely done, guys. Very informative. So that's really nice feedback. Thank you. If anybody hasn't actually, go to the show notes for episode four because it's practically a blog post by Chrissy. She wrote it all up. Chrissy is using the Smith Maneuver. She is a wealth of knowledge. So go there to find very easy to read bullet points about the Smith Maneuver. And from there, you can start doing your own research. Well, I have to thank Megan. She laid it all out so nicely. So if you haven't heard the episode, you have to listen to it. It's a really good one. We also got a shout out from Robinson Smith, who is the son of Fraser Smith, who created the Smith Maneuver. He apparently contacted Money Mechanic to let him know that uh, he really liked the episode and he thought Megan did a great job. So that's huge for us to have uh, his feedback and to know that we did a good job covering that topic. And I believe he plans to relaunch the calculator on their website, which will help people to figure out if the Smith Maneuver is worth it and uh, how much it might save them in taxes, all that good stuff. So keep looking out, uh, checking their website, and I'll put that in the show notes as well, uh, just to see when they've uh, updated the the page with the calculator. Yeah, but isn't that cool, though? Someone as close as you can possibly be to the origin of the Smith Maneuver told us we did a good job on the Smith Maneuver. (laughs) Right? I love it. Yeah. 
yeah that's 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 so motivating and everything like everything everybody's been saying so far has been really motivating and it's just it's so wonderful to hear feedback like this it means so much to get your feedback whether it's comments or reviews or just commenting when we post in choose fi canada sharing our latest episodes anything it it all adds up and it really helps it's the fuel that keeps us going so thank you for all this so we'll move on to the next one, which is a comment on our Facebook page from Harrison. And Harrison says, hey, guys, just listen to your first two episodes and love them. Exactly what I was looking for. Keep them coming. Yeah, thanks, Harrison. That's awesome. Um, this is exactly what I was looking for, too. I think in the very first episode, I said I was very upset with the lack of Canadian FI content. And there wasn't a, a podcast about Canadian FI until the FI Garage came out. And now... We are working with the FI Garage, the Money Mechanic specifically, to bring you another one. And we suddenly went from zero to two. So, yes! <laughs> it's a good year for FI in Canada, isn't it? Damn right it is. <laughs> so next, I would like to cover feedback that we received in the Choose FI Canada Facebook group. And I am ad- admin there, and Ryan is admin at uh, Choose FI Toronto, and I'm admin for Choose FI Vancouver. So... We see a lot of comments from uh, what we post in those groups on the sharing threads on Wednesdays. Uh, We'd like to thank everyone for the support and all the shout outs. They really do mean a lot. We've had a lot of likes and loves on our posts, which really, really encourage us, as we've already mentioned. And we, we just want to say there's too many of you to mention. And we also don't want to reveal your names just for privacy reasons. So we're not going to read out anything at this point but know that we read all your comments and we appreciate each and every one and we want you to keep them coming all right specifically on choosified canada shida posted a thread talking about our four percent assumption and she definitely called us out a little bit wouldn't you say chrissy she did and i'm glad she did i'm also glad she did because not one of us owns rental properties which turns out to be a massive bias on our part because really when it comes to financial independence It's money coming in versus money going out. That is literally the name of the game. If you don't have enough money coming in for the money going out, you're not FI. Vice versa means you are FI. So it doesn't matter how much you actually have in the stock market. It just matters how much money's coming in, which is why people with a huge amount of rental properties would have taken issue with our episode. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing is they can actually be FI long before someone who just invests in the stock market because rental properties give off a lot of income whereas stock market investments generally don't so it's a it could be seen as a faster path to FI. i think there can be good years and bad years for both markets but the main thing is that capital appreciation is a big part of holding stocks unless you have so much money that the dividends alone could sustain you. And assuming that you're invested in enough companies where if there was a down market and dividends cease to exist for a period of time for some companies that the other dividends from the other companies would still sustain you. Yeah, you're doing good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you're in a rental market, typically, as long as your tenants stay, the money's next to guaranteed all the time of course you have to do proper screening and you have to hope that the tenants you know don't want to stay there for one year they want to stay for three or stay for five or what have you but it's definitely uh it's definitely another beast in and of itself and i think it would deserve uh much more of a special episode in the future with a subject matter expert like shida or the accountant from fi garage we need somebody who can really speak to rental properties and give us the lowdown 
Mm -hmm. And we're trying to convince Shida to come on. You got to come on, Shida. <laughs> Don't be shy. Get out of your hammock. <laughs> She's that was not one of her excuses. She's like, I'm in my hammock reading a book. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Shida's too busy. She's got her bees and her wine making, her honey making. She's got so much stuff going on. She's got books that she sells. There, there's so much. But that's why we want to talk to you, Shida. You and your husband are just so interesting. And speaking of all the side hustles that she does, Shida mentions that, you know, if you can find side hustles that take little or no time, you can use those as a way to get to FI as well. So she and her husband are, are experts in this area. So we would love to hear more. Mm -hmm. And if there's something else that we're missing with rental properties that you're not hearing about, feel free to contact us. Like we said, none of us are, are experts on this, and we can certainly reach out to people who are and get the information that you need. So if you need a beginning, middle, end kind of episode, let's do it. But you have to communicate that to us. Especially in Canada, because there, it seems like there are far fewer opportunities to be successful with real estate in Canada, but we might be wrong. I mean, this is just what we know. Like Ryan said, it's our bias that none of us has real estate. So it'd be interesting to hear from someone who is successfully investing in real estate currently in Canada. And I, I know Shida is one of those people. Yeah, well, Megan's another one. We had her on, but we, we didn't cover you know, that kind of rental property story as much with her because we wanted to talk more about Victoria and the Smith Maneuver. So maybe we can get her back on. She was wonderful the first time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. Hi, Megan, if you're listening. <laughs> hey <-o. laughs> So one of our listeners, Stacy, uh, sent us an email and it's really awesome. I'd love for you guys to just listen to it. Thanks so much for starting the Explorify Canada blog and podcast. I am wondering if you would consider doing an episode for the people beginning the FI journey in Canada. As you have said in episode one, the more in-depth, next-level stuff is definitely useful and in-demand, but I also feel like it would be great to also cover the beginning nuts and bolts, especially as you launch your podcast. It seems you assume that everyone has a basic understanding of how to get going. For example, strategy for starting to invest in Canada, how to use RSPs and TFSAs and an FI context, etc. But most of the beginner FI content available online is from an American perspective. Also, could you cover travel rewards <laughs> and strategies available to Canadians? Wow, that is an action-packed email from Stacy. What did you think, Chrissy? I loved it. And I'm so glad that she called us out on that because another thing that we got called out on, we have a bias for advanced level stuff because we are a little further along in our journey. And it is something that we need to cover because our listeners are from every stage of the, the FI journey. And it's not fair for us to just exclude all that content because it is helpful. It, it is necessary and helpful and we would like to cover it. So we appreciate Stacy pointing this out. I think what I find boring is the old generic advice that you'd read in a advertised, laden, rotten financial post kind of article, you know, where they say, okay, the top 10 things you should do with your money. Number one, pay off your credit cards. I don't want to be a podcast that states the obvious or just regurgitates what other people are saying constantly in the exact same context of treating listeners like idiots. I don't think our listeners are idiots. I think they're looking for solutions. And if they're coming to listen to our podcast with a lot of consumer debt, they don't need to be told, make sure you pay that off. I think it's more of a, what, what kind of strategy can I use? What kind of life optimization can I be told about 
that doesn't have anything to do with credit cards, but will ultimately help me save money in my life. And then I can pay off my credit cards even sooner or my line of credits or student loans, wherever the, the debt comes from. I think that's what people are really looking for. And I do think that is something that, again, we have overlooked because all three of us don't have any consumer debt and all three of us don't have any student debt. So naturally, we just skip right over it and go all the way to the Smith Maneuver on our freaking fourth <laughs> episode, <laughs> right? And and talking about leverage strategy. And I think that's really great. And I think that we've gotten a lot of positive feedback for those episodes from the experts. But Stacy points out something very obvious to me in hindsight is that FI is more of a story to it. It's more of a life philosophy. And just like life, there's a beginning, there's a middle, and there's an end. And if we just skip everything and go straight intermediate advanced, we're really leaving a lot of people in the dust. And I don't feel comfortable doing that. No, I think you're right. And this is exactly why I started something on my blog called Fi School that addresses this need for the more, covering the more basic stuff that leads you into Fi. So uh, this is leading into our big announcement. Drum roll, please. We're launching FI School. (laughs) So yes, we are going to be launching a series of episodes on this podcast that will cover what I've laid out in the FI School curriculum. And I believe it's 16 lessons that I've got there that will basically lay out the journey to FI. I don't think I go specifically into RSPs and TFSAs in in FI school, but it we will find a way to roll it into uh, our episodes as we go through it on on the podcast here. There's there's a never ending critique of all the things we could possibly put into FI school. In my opinion, I'm sure I could have transformed your FI school into a 120 step program, right? But at some point, it has to be simplified for the listener and for your readers. So we're going to go off of that for now. And if we see somewhere where we think, ooh, there might be a bit of a gap or a bit of a hole, or we get emails saying, hey, could you guys go over this again? Or could you do this? Like you kind of left out this certain thing. For example, like you said, like RSPs or TFSAs. Yeah, we'll definitely go back and we can pause the FI school or we can record a separate one or just split them into two episodes so we can go over what's in the curriculum and then go over our own personal journey as well. Something like that. We're definitely open to interpretation for the curriculum you've laid out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're always open to feedback. And as you see, we actually welcome it and we take it into account when you you send us your comments. So thank you for taking the time to do that, Stacey. Yeah, we'll even make an episode about it. <laughs> That's <laughs> what we're doing, few, right? A few <laughs> episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we just want to say that Phi School, we're not charging anything for it, it obviously. This, this is all, we're doing this all for free because we just want to help. And all of this information is out there already. And just the benefit of it, whether it's on my blog or on this podcast, is that we've spent hours collecting the information and we just want it to be here and ready and easily accessible for you. So it's it's like your one-stop shop for all things personal finance and FI in Canada. Because as many of you mentioned repeatedly, we don't have enough FI content that is Canadian-based and for Canadians. So we want to help change that. Mm-hmm, exactly. I, I don't think it's obvious that we wouldn't charge for this type of product. 
I mean, we are listening to a podcast and podcasts are inherently free, but that's not always the case. And I think a lot of content out there will hide behind a wall of advertising or paywalls of some sort. And in my opinion, those things are always a little gimmicky. It's really easy to get around it. So rather than try to find a way to monetize this, how about we put it out there? see if everybody likes it. And then if you'd like, we might have some affiliate links to some things that we would recommend. And if you'd be so kind, go ahead and click on them or not. The choice is yours. I like that. And I I think it's uh, Julie on Fire Drill Podcast who she recently started an online course to teach people how to blog. And one of the reasons why she's in support of, for instance, ads on someone's blog is she says, That is a free way for a reader to support a blogger that they like. They don't have to buy anything. They don't have to spend any money. But having ads on your site and someone just scrolling past them helps just a little bit to to support that blogger and give them a, a little bit of incentive to keep going. You know, it's not most of us aren't doing it for the money. You know, the money is just extra. It's a bonus to help cover costs or whatever it may be. I've covered on my blog that I earn, you know, probably fractions of a cent per hour for the amount of time I put in, but I do it anyway. But I still do have ads because it gives me some feedback that, you know, I'm doing the right things and, you know, I'm I'm earning a, a few pennies here and there. And eventually, hopefully that'll help me break even with my expenses for the blog. But uh, yes, as Ryan said, we're totally fine with that. We're just happy to help. And if you can, we really appreciate it. And thank you if you do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we could sell like a $70 ebook. And yes, I have seen an ebook out there for $70. <laughs> it was actually 70 pages. I yeah. looked at it and I was like, whoa, it's a dollar a page. <laughs> this must be one hell of an ebook. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, right. I didn't add to cart. That's not not the five choice. It is not. And it's funny that you say those exact words because the five choice is to use everything around you, pull from all these different sources and take what's there that's right in front of you. And almost everything we're going to talk about is for free somewhere on the internet that you can find. And if it's not free, so for example, we talk about a product like public mobile or what have you. I don't want to tell people, oh, you should just get a cheaper cell phone plan. We'll tell you what we think of the products that we're using that are nationwide, hopefully. Sometimes they might be specific to BC or Ontario, and we'll let you know if we do have that bias. We don't want to tell you just very generic advice. We do want to give you uh, something that's a lot more pinpointed, and we want to do it for free. And if there is some affiliates, that would be awesome for us. But at the end of the day, it's up to you guys as to whether or not you want to do that. Yeah, so Fi School, we're going to be working on recording the episodes and trying to build up an inventory of them so that we can release them consecutively. So while we're introducing it now, it may be a little while till actually is released. So be patient with us while we're working on this content and trying to make it really high quality for you. Because there is three of us, and as you've heard from some of the episodes with Jolie's episode, I wasn't there. And with Value Busters, Money Mechanic wasn't there. So sometimes it's hard to get all three of us. And there are certain episodes where we 100% want all three of us. So we'll record as quick as we can, as accurately as we can, and as efficiently as we can. And hopefully we can put out some great content for you guys. And we absolutely 100% please, please give us your feedback because we want to know if we're doing it right. And we don't want to have a really botched episode just sitting in there like a bad apple. It's going to ruin the bunch. (laughs) 
So far, it sounds like you're all enjoying what we've put out so far. And we've had incredible guests. I'd like to thank each and every single one of our guests and some of them that um, haven't been released yet, but will be coming out soon. Uh, we can't wait for you to hear the other episodes that are in the hopper, but not quite yet ready for release. Should we say anything else? I'm trying to think. I'd just like to finish off by thanking our listeners again. We really appreciate that you took the time to leave us your feedback, whether it was a review or a comment or an email. Whatever it was, it's all appreciated, even the criticisms, because that's what helps us grow. So please continue to send us your feedback however you can. We love to hear from you, and we do take your comments seriously, and we try to incorporate as much as we can into our future episodes. So again, keep it coming. We love hearing from you. And until next time, we hope you keep exploring FI in Canada, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find all our show notes at explorifycanada.ca. Do you like what you're hearing? Help us grow by sharing the show with friends and family. Please subscribe and leave us a comment or review on your favorite podcast directory. You can also find us at our own blogs, figarage.ca, canadianfire.ca, or eatsleepbreathefi.com. Our music today was provided by Purple Planet. We'll be back with another episode soon. We'll talk then.